Hello. And welcome to another episode of Where's My Freaking Dressing Room, a podcast discussing the world of opera and what things are really like backstage. My name's Alex. And my name's Helen. And today we want to tackle the topic of fear. We want to talk about the culture of fear. Yeah. Um, We think that it's such a shame that such a large part of our industry seems to be dictated by fear essentially uh and we want to use this episode to think about ways that we can work around it and not feel so hemmed in and bound by it breakdown of the week Ooh, another breakdown for me you might be able to tell with your savvy ears dear listener um but i am vocally very tired i imagine it's a combination of things um like a combination of singing a lot and having to talk a lot too and combining that with being quite stressed, um, therefore not sleeping very well, therefore having a little bit of acid reflux. (laughs) Uh, So just this combination of all of these things I think is really kind of weighing on my voice and um, it's really, it is stressful. And, you know, you don't have to be a genius to understand, like, if a singer is having trouble with their voice, that's really worrying and worrisome. And I know the things that I have to do now in order to kind of get myself back into a good shape. I know that, you know, I have the luxury of resting. Uh, If I want tomorrow, I can you know, not sing in the classes and, um, you know, I I can cancel my evening plans and and whatever, just sleep, steam, whatever the things are that I need to do. But it's not a very nice feeling. And in particular, it's like if you have quite a full on three or four days and you're vocally tired, you know, I I just said to Alex before we did this, like, how am I going to be a professional singer if, you know, I I can't do like all of this and, and just survive. And obviously, the circumstances we're in here on this program are quite unique. I'm also aware that so much of this is as much a mental game as it is a physical one. And for me, I find the mental side a lot tougher and it affects my voice a lot. And I also know that, as we talked about, like in terms of injury on the podcast before, my instrument is not as uh, robust as others. And so I know that it doesn't have the stamina that others do. And... um mm. Mm-hmm. I just need to know mm. that, you know, and be okay with that and take care of it. So, yeah, uh, after we've done this recording, I'm going to go and steam myself uh, to kingdom come. Good. <laughs> okay, my breakdown now. So I did the classic thing, again, that we say don't do on the pod and that we don't do and we try not to do. I auditioned for something, uh, didn't hear back from it for ages, then went on Instagram, saw that another singer got it and I didn't and got really angry. Oh! Like really angry. Um, oh, it just really <laughs> affected me. <laughs> this sounds recent. Yeah, it was quite recent. Why don't you tell me these things? Secret. Oh, <laughs> Oh no, yeah, I was just angry. Um, So yes, uh, that's it really. Uh, And, you know... Got yourself into a little tears. Got myself into a little tears, you know, really going after this person, uh, Googling them more, (laughs) being like, "Ah, ah, ah," essentially. Um, Yeah, mistake. (laughs) But then it's fine because I took a step back. I was like, I don't want that role anyway. Um, And now I feel better. Nice. (laughs) Good. That's it. It's just like we say, other work will come your way. Other opportunities, you know, 
if this isn't meant to be on your journey, that's okay. Yeah, exactly. Breakdown of the week. We're going to start off with one of the first kind of areas in our industry that we feel is slightly dictated by fear. And in a way, it's it's the, the, kind of the saddest because it's the performing part. And it kind of, it's... We were trying to work out like exactly when the fear really kicks in. And I, I feel for both of us that the biggest place was in the audition yeah. scenario and how, you know, you're so desperate for the part. You're you're so desperate to, to take the role, to be in the ensemble, whatever. And the fear that you might not live up to to that expectation can be really quite overwhelming. And that seems for us just such a shame because at the end of the day, you know, we've all gone into this industry because we love making music. Mm-hmm. We love being creative. We love using our our instruments, our voices to to you know express and and connect to others. So it seems so sad that such a crucial part, actually, of the industry, i.e., auditioning, is then bound up in this horrible kind of feeling of fear. Do you know what I mean, Alex? Oh yeah, exactly. Uh, well, it's it's so many things. It's fear that uh, you're going to not perform well and I don't know, you'll embarrass yourself. It's fear that you won't perform up to your own expectations mm-hmm. and you won't do yourself proud, I suppose. It's just fear, I don't know, falling on your face on stage, lol. Uh, yeah. Not impossible. But, yeah, and really yeah. not for some. Yeah, <laughs> me, <laughs> you. <laughs> um, but yes, I think the way that we want to talk about this is to sort of separate this feeling so is it fear or is it can we think of it more in terms of anticipation Mm. maybe instead because that can be a positive can't it so you know i'm really i'm really excited to go on stage and show all my all my hours of practice to the panel (laughs) and show them how well i can sing the role of brunhilde you know (laughs) (laughs) like i know that i can nail it and yes i'm feeling jittery and um, i'm very sweaty right now but that's anticipation of what i'm about to do rather than fear absolutely and i think we were in a previous episode actually it was one more on kind of making nepotism making that industry work for you we were talking about having this more a positive mental attitude you know expecting your own good fortune and good luck and so is there a way in terms of auditions of kind of not manipulating this fear but turning it on its head and being like actually this is adrenaline adrenaline that I can use to give a performance that's really kind of uh spontaneous and exciting and as you say using the hours of practice to to their absolute maximum but also bringing something brand new that almost I've never felt before I mean we're told all the time when we're singing performing delivering to be in the moment Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and so often because we're being so critical uh, you know in terms of improving our our skill set we're often not in the moment we're actually slightly behind the moment because we're like oh how how did that go how did that feel whatever but when you get these feelings of kind of adrenaline anticipation as you say there is this way that you can be like okay like I'm I'm here I mean, the moment I can feel, you know, almost every fiber in my body because it's like ready to go and ready to give this performance. And so rather than it being something that kind of traps you almost and limits Mm -hmm. what you're doing, is it something that can add and enhance to that, you know, audition performance capacity? Yeah, absolutely. And also if you didn't, yeah, if you didn't have the adrenaline flowing Mm. or anything, you would just give a performance like in the practice room, which is Mm -hmm. probably fine. But like, you, is it the thing that's going to get you the role? No, it's not. Yeah. Full stop. <laughs> I have spoken. I'm an expert. Uh, you know, you need it. So welcome yeah. that feeling. Yeah, I you know, totally let agree. it. You know, you can harness it. Harness that feeling. You can 
you're in control of it. Yeah, definitely. And also like, you know, we've mentioned before, almost without those feelings of anticipation, that excitement, that energy, um, it can look a bit uh, almost uh, dead mm. on the stage because the stage does need something additional to the practice room. You know, whatever that me- might be, that, that you know, lights on moment where you're really present. And, and often it is the anticipation and adrenaline that allows you to get to that stage. So, you know, yes, we all have nerves. We all want to do our best and give our best. These things are totally understandable. But is there a way that rather than being completely yeah lost in a world of fear we can instead kind of yeah as you say harness it use, use it make yourself better from yeah, yeah, it yeah. this is a call for alex simpson to wigs and makeup once again this is a call for alex simpson to wigs and makeup okay so moving on from fear in a kind of performance context the next uh situation in which i suppose we feel that we kind of experience fear kind of is in relation it's it's a bit more situational and it's kind of in relation to what we perceive as like uh superiors and mm. there's there's lots of examples of that so uh say you've just started music college and you're the first year and you you can see the second the third years the fourth years whatever i think certainly for us there's a real feeling of like oh gosh you know they know so much more than me they're so much better than me i'm really scared of what they think of me blah 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 and so rather than kind of seeing these as as colleagues as people that could potentially guide you you know or or share things with you or just a friend whatever you, you you're kind of limiting that feeling because you're so kind of like oh my gosh what do you think of me what do you think of me and it's like at the end of the day it doesn't really matter what they think of you it's it's about what you think of yourself it's about the progress you are making it is a singularly about your journey that you are on and so i think it's such a shame when fear of superiors if we're going to call it like that kind of comes into play and I think the other kind of way we were thinking about that was um more in a kind of uh organizational sense I suppose so you know say you're auditioning for a role or whatever and it's the casting director and you're quite fearful Mm -hmm. of what they Mm -hmm. think or say it's the the CEO of of somewhere you really respect and again there's this element of oh my gosh fear like uh, this person knows so much and has achieved so much and done so much and it's I think it's a shame because often in the arts we're all telling each other to always share to encourage to learn from one another to to you know all this constant kind of collaboration and connection and often I do think that's a lot of talk and actually not a lot of no one does actual it. practice mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. it would be really cool to to be in a situation where you're not so fearful and I do kind of wish when I'd been at university and music college I hadn't been so like oh my goodness they're amazing you know yeah second year third year blah 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 and I I I'd been a bit more myself in a way because fear was making me behave out of character. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know how you, you kind of Well, felt. that's the thing, isn't it? You know, once I got to uh, my last year of music college, I was like, I am the king of this place. <laughs> Fuck you all. <laughs> and, you know, it's like, ugh, I wish, <laughs> maybe not so cocky at the start, but I wish, <laughs> I wish that as a little first year, I hadn't been like, you guys are so amazing. Yeah. I wish that I could have had the perspective to think, yeah. well, okay, in me in four years' time will be them. Mm-hmm. I'll be better than them, please. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> let's get into that mindset now and not not be so afraid. Absolutely. Yeah. And I mean, when we were uh, prepping the episode, we talked about like 
uh, both of us have done various exercises you know meditation exercises are kind of life perspective exercises which are like what would you in five years time say to you now or like thinking back what would you say to yourself of five years ago and it's exactly that thing of a little bit of perspective often in my mind just reminds me that nothing is as big a deal as I am making out mm, to be Lord mm-hmm, above. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'm always like, oh my God, this person and, you know, wow, oh, they're all at the bar and oh, yes, look, can I go there? And it's like, oh, for God's sake. Yeah, throw a drink over them. Yeah. yeah if you need to get a coffee, <laughs> go and get your coffee. Like, no, no, at the end of the day, no one really cares. They really don't. Yeah. yeah and, I, and I think... You know, when we were talking about these different kinds of fear, I I think I hate this one the most because it's like, these are the structures in which we have to work. You know, we have to go through music college to get the training. We have to go to university or whatever to get this training. And then we have to work with various organizations with people we admire. And so I I think we, from, from our perspective, you know, rising up as young artists in the industry have to fear the top, not so much. Yes. But I also do think it would be nice, conversely, if the top would to come our way a little bit sometimes you know yeah. and, and it doesn't have to be so oh my goodness it's it's the, i've never seen him in person before and here he is at this concert you know it, wouldn't it be nice if they were a bit more uh, approachable and I, I don't know what that looks like Do, you know does that mean coming on podcasts hello, <laughs> hello <laughs> hi Jonas. sorry but yeah it's like coming on podcasts or, or doing in, uh, interviews or, or just ways of making the industry a bit more personable because again i think it's another instance where it feels less accessible and that's disappointing i think that's it, absolutely and like i think we've both been in situations probably where you're working with someone who you know maybe they're not doing it deliberately but perhaps they are they just come across as aloof and you 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 sort of fear what they think of you yes and then there are those others who are like wow i really admire you and i doubly admire you because you're so like normal with me yes and and you're also making mistakes in front of me and i i can look at you and learn so much from what you're doing rather than just like fear you yeah yeah I, t- I totally agree it's such a funny thing I actually um went to a concert the other day and I, I saw a really outstanding singer and um it was you Alex um, <laughs> no she was singing such a hard role and there was a moment where uh she cracked and um it was the way she held everything together and and I'd, I know this isn't really related to this exact moment, but all I'm saying is I learned so much from being there and from seeing how she handled it. And also just a reminder that sometimes we look up to certain artists like they're gods, yeah, you know, like they're yeah. completely infallible. They're and at the end of the day, they're human, just like us. They have good days and bad days, just like us. And actually just seeing the way she kind of handled it, she she almost like built it in to the singing she built it into the character and moved forward from it. And I was like, I mean, wow. just being here as an audience member, I feel I've learned like so much from you in, in that moment and like you say it's moments like that where you feel you learn so much rather than that kind of like haughty slightly yeah. aloof experience yeah. which feels like such a shame mm, exactly and i think uh, well i know i've said that some people are haughty deliberately but like a lot of the time it's important to remember that probably they are not trying to make you afraid of them these people you know, actually, to be fair, yes, me in fourth year music college was trying to make the first years afraid of me. Ha <laughs> No, uh, joking. I was not. No, no, no. But you know. He's not joking. That, yeah, not. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I don't. I Yeah. I, I'm sure they're not deliberately. Often it's really they're not thinking about you at all. Exactly. They're, they're just wrapped up. They're probably fearful of someone else. Exactly. To be perfectly honest. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, the moment you, the moment you take that away, 
yeah. I feel and humanize them, yes. then it makes the situation a lot easier to deal with. This is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. Once again, this is a call for Helen Daniels to costuming. I think the third point that we want to mention today is that being a freelance and a musician at that as well, there is a lack of security mm. oh, yeah. in our career and mm. lives. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we're constantly worrying while we're doing one gig. Mm. Gosh, well, what's my next thing after this project? This ends in three weeks time and yep. then my diary is empty until 2055. Yep. You know, what? what <laughs> how am I going <laughs> to pay then. my <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> My funeral? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> my next gig. Um, <laughs> So how, yeah, how on earth do we ever take away that lack of security? Yeah. I mean, ultimately we can't, can we? No, I think it's something we're really big on here on the podcast. Mm. But really importantly, that lack of security is is so stressful and, and it bleeds into kind of every area of our lives because, you know, lack of work is not just lack of being seen it's lack of money and, mm, and that mm-hmm. means worry about rent blah 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 you know it's the the list of kind of stresses i think goes on and so something we've really talked about here on the podcast is how can you create your own security and so we're here and we're saying it again we really think that the portfolio career is is kind of the only way i i feasibly see it being possible now when there is let's be honest so little work not enough money to fund more work and because of the pandemic and let's be honest compounded because of brexit Mm. all of the uk artists are in one place in one pool doing all the same things so the competition is even even higher however that doesn't mean you know pack up your toolkit and give up not saying that at all it's being savvy about how you can make this industry work for you. Okay, so the opportunities might not be so often, but they will still come. Are there opportunities that you can make for yourself? So rather than, you know, only waiting to be cast for something, can you create a project, a recital series, whatever, that allows you exposure, the opportunity to record good videos of yourself performing, videos that you can send to other people? Is your website looking really slick? Are your socials looking really good as well? There are ways of making yourself look, you know, uh, exciting, fresh, employable, but just a reminder that, like, yes, the fear of security is is so frustrating. But is there something you can do alongside the kind of singing element that brings you greater security? And as we said in that episode on the portfolio career, is there another job that you can do that brings you uh, satisfaction and fulfillment, but is a bit more stable? Mm, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we can whether that's admin whether it's teaching whatever just something that isn't essentially freelance yeah exact bar work yeah 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 like whatever it's going to be something that you know that that paycheck is coming in because at least then you have some flexibility as to what you're going to do and how you're going to do it and one would hope in having that flexibility we're able to kind of remove a little bit of that fearful element because I think for me, it's um, it's such a shame that the arts is is really actually here in the UK viewed in this way as very much a luxury, very much something that's on the fringe of what's important to our society. Whereas, you know, in other cultures, in other countries, it's absolutely at the bedrock. Central core. Yeah, yeah. Of, of what is making their, their society and their city and their country, whatever, great. Mm. And uh, it's really funny, actually, obviously being out in Europe um, and talking to various people about what they're hoping for for their futures, their careers, whatever. 
they will tell you that they're going to have a career in music without a blink, you know? And it's like, oh yeah, well, I'm going to work in music. Whereas here, it's really like, I'm going to try and work in the arts and I'm going to see if it's possible. And obviously I know it's not very easy and blah, 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 blah. And I just, there were two people in particular from two separate countries, the way that they just so confidently were like, yeah, I'm going to make a career in music. And I was like, wow. And I just, for me, I really think it's such a cultural difference because the way our country now looks at the arts really influences how we feel about our own careers because it's like, yeah, well, you know, I know it's not science or medicine or like, I'm not, I'm not a banker and I know I'm not making loads of money. And and it's just like, that's a real shame. Yeah, we shouldn't be apologizing for the career path that we've chosen. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. when you're a child, you're told to do what you love. And lots of people- I wanted to be a dentist. <laughs> Yeah, you for a while, yeah. Oh, no, I know. know my teeth are terrible as well. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I it, yeah, it's it's just such a shame. And, uh, you know, thinking about that in relation to this culture of fear, I, in a way, I, I have to say that I feel it's really specific to this kind of c- country. Yeah, no. Uh, you know, working in the arts. Because You're it absolutely is, right. It's on a shoestring. Well, and also, I, I, I think we've mentioned this on the pod as well, you know, I feel like people still look down on those artists who have a portfolio career in other jobs as well. Oh, it's yeah. like, oh, you're going off to do that now. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You haven't, you're not devoting yourself entirely to this art then. Yeah. What? I don't really understand. So you're not really a singer. Yeah. You're these other things as well. It's like, no. Yeah. It's like, I'm really sorry. It's not the 19th century and I'm not just being entirely funded by like one, you know, old donor. Oops. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. And it's that, it's the fear of, not living up to people's expectations of an artist as well. Yeah, yeah. And because I think in a way, people's expectations of artists are so ridiculous and uh, in a way uninformed because why would they be informed? Why would they, you know, in a show programme like Helen works seven other jobs (laughs) to to be here for you tonight. Nobody wants to read that shit. No, of course not. But it's the actuality of getting me to that point where I'm actually able to sing for you. It's it's crazy. Mm. So... Yeah, portfolio career. Couldn't recommend it highly enough. Ah, I'm changing! The final kind of element of fear that we wanted to talk about today, and for me actually this was a really big thing when we were discussing this episode, is the fear that comes in the creative space, which is is for me the worst fear. Mm. Because surely when you're bringing something together, whether that be in an ensemble, whether that be in an opera, this should be a place of open thinking of ideas of collaboration of you know uh positive reinforcement and enjoyment but i'm i think we would both say we've been in countless situations where the creative scene and the creative like the 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 core way of creative control is fear deliberately so a deliberate fear absolutely you know and i think in ensembles there's such a fear of making a mistake because you know you're going to get an absolute bollocking mm, in uh, front of everyone yeah there's and so the fear that there's your fear there's knowing that everybody else is fearful mm. and then there's how that makes everybody behave it's completely you know not normal it's completely you see people completely out of character doing totally bizarre things and the atmosphere is such a shame as a result of that mm. and so you know that's kind of on the ensemble side and then uh, for me on the opera side uh, you j- i just can't get over the number of times that you hear kind of like well if if you can't do it 
we'll just get somebody else in you know that idea make it work yeah that we are we as artists and singers are completely dispensable Mm. and so there's this culture of fear that if I don't sing well enough that if I am not good enough that if I am not meeting the standards required of me I'm I'm screwed and I just think that's that's so disappointing and I suppose what we wanted to suggest here in, in this particular segment was at the end of the day you as the artist have every right to be the one in control mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so if you're in a situation we'll take an uh, an ensemble for example if you're in a situation which is unpleasant if there's a big kind of fear culture there that is you know really not enjoyable what you do is up to you you can either choose to stay and do the gig do the project do the patch whatever because you're going to do it for the money and why not because lord we've just talked about the fact that you know financial security is hard to come Mm -hmm, by mm -hmm. but you're making the choice that you're going to stay and so in doing that you're the person with the power and you're saying okay i'm i'm sticking in it because i need this money and that's that's it i'm not going to engage with it in any other way it's a job done or if you're finding it too much if you're finding the the fear culture which can feel so um overwhelming yeah exactly um walk away yeah and again though it's your choice you're still in the driving seat here you're still making the decisions and i i think in this episode that was kind of what we wanted to empower our listeners with that there is a lot of fear in this industry but you're still the one in the driver's seat that's the thing isn't it and well i mean something that every single episode of this pod is trying to do is like uncovering the world of opera and classical music and like we're shining a light on the fact that maybe a lot of it is driven by fear i mean not maybe it is a lot of it is driven by fear um so by recognizing that very fact you can then choose to put yourself in or out of the situation yeah and if you're putting yourself in the situation then because you know what situation you're going in you can equip yourself with the tools to deal with it Mm-hmm. Uh, and and that's all we can do really you know make it make it work for you right so you know these these rehearsals and things where maybe the directors or the conductors are deliberately they think that they will get the best out of people if they create this culture of fear so everyone is so scared to do wrong that they're on their a game all the time well a that's wrong but b you can if you recognize that they're doing that then play the game you know as in do your best, but just don't be afraid of them. And if they want you to look like you're afraid of them or or, or behave like you're afraid of them, I don't know, you have a decision as yeah. well. You can either pander to them and pretend to be fearful of them to boost their ego, or you can not. Yeah. You know, you're, you very much have the control. Yeah, yeah. I think as well, uh, I, I watched this film that just came on Netflix. Oh, I don't know, it's got Adam Sandler in it. It's about basketball. It's called Hustle the thing that that kind of separated him from like at the start when he's kind of like he's got all the raw talent uh but doesn't really know what to do with it like and us. at the end when he's like exactly uh good enough to kind of make it to the nfl it's super bowl it's i don't definitely know none of these things. <laughs> uh whatever to so the good basketball games i don't fucking know um was his mental attitude actually and so a big part of what they were doing was he was shooting these balls and like when he was trying to shoot the hoops or whatever, um, Adam Sandler would be saying like really horrible things to him. And it was to build this kind of mental resilience. Now, I I don't agree that we should even have to be 
putting people in these scenarios. But what I did respect was like, that's what they train their players to do mm-hmm. because they know it's going to happen. They know that there is going to be trash talk. They know that people are going to be cruel to each other out there. So they're training their players to be able to just completely block it out and be like, I've come here to do the thing. And all I'm thinking about is the thing. Mm-hmm. And so you see like later in the film, someone's like trash talking him and he just is completely like, it's almost like he can't even hear him. Exactly kind of on the point that you're making that like, uh, maybe people don't realize so much of what we do is based on a culture of fear, but it is. And in that, therefore, we need to protect ourselves. Mm-hmm. And I think so much of it is like, we just get thrown in and we're like, oh my God, what is this? This is terrible. This is horrible. And we can talk about like, you know, ways of changing the industry. Absolutely. Yes, let's do it. And and the further, you know, forward in time we go, I hope to see more and more positive changes in our industry and how it's run. But for the time being, yeah, it very much is a case of like, right, well, how can I equip myself? Exactly. How, you know, if it's a culture of fear, how can I walk into that? That's my choice and be robust enough and resilient enough that it's not gonna you know deeply affect me or deeply bother me so um yeah it was just something that uh really struck me when I watched that film like how how could I do the same you know uh, because I I really get knocked off by what people say to me not as in like a trash talk manner yeah <laughs> I mean bitch. I'll happily yeah. come to your practice sessions and be like flat 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 yeah, yeah but more more in the sense of like if when we're at the cafe and everybody's gossiping Ooh. I find gossiping really off-putting mm-hmm. it makes me worry mm-hmm. about things because they're gossiping be... about you you know it well yeah honestly I walk away and I'm like what the fuck are they saying about mm-hmm. me if that's what they're saying about somebody else and it's those things where it's like how can I be present in that room and not completely go to bits you know seven or eight hours later these are the things we need to think about and it's you know i'm i yeah i am fearful sometimes because i'm like i know this is going to really affect me badly like how what? how do i deal with it and so yeah like building that resilience making that choice you know saying okay well i'm picking myself here these are the things i'll do to cope with it this is how i'm going to get on with yeah perhaps like unhealthy creative spaces and environments yeah well and also you can as you said with the cafe and gossiping it's like okay i don't like that situation and this part of the rehearsal so between the rehearsal and the gig when we have this off time i'm just going to go for a walk by myself yeah i'll call my partner huh. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> why is that huh? <laughs> i don't know what will he say <laughs> but yeah, yeah you know you're... extract yourself yeah don't, don't put yourself in that si- you really don't need to put yourself in that situation you yeah. know spend as little time with them as possible if that's what you need to do that's fine it's not a problem no one will even notice yeah 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 i totally agree all cast all cast this is your five minute call repeat all cast all cast this is your five minute call Well, thanks so much for listening, guys. As always, we'd love to hear from you. So please get in touch with your thoughts, comments and ideas on what you've heard. How can people get in touch with us, Alex? I think maybe an email is nice. Uh, Our email address is wheresmyfreakingdressingroom at gmail.com. Of course, we also have our beautiful website. The address is www.wheresmyfreakingdressingroom.com. We're also on social media. You can catch us on Instagram at dressingroompod facebook forward slash dressing room pod or twitter at dressing room po1 don't forget to like and subscribe and give us a beautiful five-star review join us next week when we talk about big bad perfectionism bye Bye.